Hi, welcome to my podcast, Women Who Inspire. I'm Sahar Afeen. Becoming a mum is a new journey. No book can help you. It's your own journey with the support of other women around you. We hear about the sleepless nights and teething, but not about the shift in identity that comes with a journey. It's a psychological change which all women have to get through. It's challenging and rewarding at the same time. Finding other women to speak honestly about their journey is inspirational as it provides support to one another. Today we have Dina Maktabi, founder of Kensington Mums Network in London with over 40,000 women. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Sahar, for having me. And congratulations, it's nine years today since setting up. Yes, exactly. We've uh, just celebrated our nine year milestone Uh, Thanks to our amazing community for their amazing support over the years. And when, when, how, what gave you sort of the motivation to set this up? And what is, what is Kensington Mums? You know, for people that are listening, what, what do you do? And what gave you, initially, what gave you, gave you the sort of the boost to start it? So Kensington Mum was created out of passion since I became a mum. I found my new role, I would also call it my new full-time job, uh, very challenging. And I did go through periods of postnatal depression with my firstborn. So when I had my second born, I didn't want to go through the same kind of motherhood journey again. And this is uh, how and why Kensington Mom was born, as a way to connect uh, me with other like-minded moms. And uh, I, I found that there was a lack in support, especially for moms and first-time moms in particular. So Kensington Moms is an online platform that helps you connect with other like-minded moms, share tips, information, and recommendations by moms, uh, run for moms. And we also have expert contributors uh, who give in their insight, be it uh, financial planning, sex education, uh, GPs, skincare, to sleepless nights and potty training. So we kind of cover all the aspects that come into motherhood. So if I'm a new mum, I would just go on the website um, and I'd find there a range of topics that I could look at. And the app, is, does that work similarly as well? That's just um, in sync with your website, is it? Yeah, so everything, Exactly. Everything we have um, on the website is also on the app. Uh, We also have a weekly newsletter, so it's free to subscribe and it's a free to join um, membership uh, to become a member of Kensington Moms. Recently, we launched uh, during the lockdown, actually, we launched the Kensington Mom VIP card. So this is um, a membership that you purchase for the year and you get to uh, shop and save online over 50 brands and businesses. We did this as a way to support local businesses with the, with the, you know, with their current situation. Everybody's struggling somehow, and also to help moms save at the same time. We have selected some amazing brands, high street brands that you can use either in store, not now with the lockdown, but also online. And it also has been great with the Christmas shopping around the corner. So a lot of moms have been making use of that. Yeah, no, I I joined and it was it's really good because you've got a range, you've got all different categories. It's not just you know fashion. There's also um, different you know different. There's a range for everyone to shop from, which is a really really good idea, especially to support local businesses. Um, and what I wanted to talk to you about is that obviously after having a baby, some women do suffer from postnatal depression. How did you get through that journey? Do you think it's important to talk to somebody or go straight to a counsellor? What, 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 from your experience, what would you do? So from my experience, it was actually my midwife who identified uh, the feelings that I was having, which was basically crying all the time. And uh, through her, uh, you know, through her support, her talking to me, she, she used to come home whenever there was some baby visits going on. And she pushed me to join in a few of the local uh, support groups for moms, uh, which were mostly uh, activities for kids. And that was a way for me to meet with other moms. So I did a local baby massage at the local NHS hospital, which was great because that went on, I think, for like eight weeks. And so you kind of create 
uh, bond with your child and also with moms who are going through the same thing as you with the same kind of age of your little one. But then after the eight weeks were gone, uh, this is where it hits like, what do I do now? So you've yeah, got yeah. your local library, what's next? So this is how Kensington Mom was kind of, um, you know, the spark started and that we want something there all the time. We want to go to the park. You want someone to go with you. And if you're like me, I was the first one from my group of friends to get married and to have kids at a young age. And so all my friends were still, you know, working, clubbing yeah, while yeah. I was, you know what I mean? So, and I was up instead of clubbing, breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of, it was kind of different, but um, I was happy to be able to find a few friends. Um, all of them have left London now. Uh, but through them, you know, one led to another and to another. And London is very cosmopolitan country, yeah. very international. So our group and our community is very international from multinational, uh, multi-ethnicity. And this is what makes it so rich and, um, you know, niche in its own way. I felt like that because out of my friends, I was the first one to have children. So um, I remember turning up to one of the lunches with my friends and they didn't mean it in a mean way. They were like, oh, you've got so much with you. You've got the pusture, the baby bag. Do you need all of that? And I was like, yeah, but how am I going to carry the baby? I need the baby stuff in a bag as well. Um, and it was that understanding. You wanted to find people that understood your new life um, with, you know, with the baby and all the things that come with it. Um, I, I also feel that there's this mum guilt or comparison that we have in our culture, that we have to have everything perfect or we have to be like another mum, a mum who's working full time, can look after the children, can, you know, cook, clean, do everything. How do you think other mums can get over that comparison? Do you just let it disappear, ignore it? Oh, sorry, that's my little one. That's okay. Um, um, I think this is a, this is a very good question, and a question I often get asked is on mom guilt. So for me, mom guilt, everyone, it's it's something innate. I always say that mom guilt is something innate. It's something that we are born with since we become mothers. And yes, it might take time for it to go away. It took me ten years, um, ten years of neglecting myself to be <laughs> able to take care of my kids, and then once you know they're they're teenagers and they're able to take care of themselves and are more independent that's when i decided okay it's time for me to start looking after myself so without feeling guilty again it comes with this price tag of mom guilt and so it's important to take time off for yourself no matter what that is if it's you know a walk in the park to have a hot cup of tea in bed to watch your netflix series series uninterrupted uh, having your hair done, your nails done, all that is different forms of self-care. So whatever it is that ticks your box, do it and try to do it as often as possible. And, and I say... Yes, I'm sorry. I say this, but for a first-time mom, it, it would be the hardest thing to make time for herself. If yeah. she's breastfeeding and she has no support. So again, you need to find your support system. If your mom is nearby, your neighbor, a friend who has kids, you can alternate between each other. You know, these things are your support network if you do not have help uh, around or if you don't have family around. I didn't have family around, so I had to opt for friends, neighbors, you know, things that were able um, to make me feel comfortable. Because again, you need to feel comfortable that you're leaving your baby with someone. Yeah that you trust. I think that's really, really important, especially right now with the coronavirus. I think we've really felt um, the impact of it, I think, um, as families, because obviously, um, especially during the lockdown where we couldn't visit families or there were, you know, like your support system gets broken. How, um, and with the homeschooling as well, that's very, very challenging. And even now, if, you know, if, your, if your class gets sent home and you feel to quarantine for two weeks, how do you think, um, so for mums, that's really difficult if they're at home with the children, having to do the homeschooling. Um, what has been the feedback from your network during that period about homes, you know, balancing or homeschooling yourself, um, your work, 
um, your relationship? Um, what is the feedback from, from the mums? So I think I speak on behalf of most mums and that homeschooling was not their thing and they were very happy when, uh, when schools were open for their kids to go back. Uh, basically because I also work from home so <clears throat> having the kids at home my husband at home everyone at home it was very challenging indeed uh, every corner was a mess uh, you know the kitchen was a complete mess but uh, we should always be grateful that we were home and we were safe at home and yeah. um, the, the juggle is real I mean it, it is hard to be able to juggle so many different uh, roles in one day at home what worked for us, uh, to be honest, during this time is we tried to make it a um, consecutive, uh, very common thing every week and to have a family workout session that my daughter would, would do. And that kind of breaked a bit of the routine and got us all together and still kind of maintained our sanity through fitness instead of killing each other, I mean. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there were times like that. Coming back to self-care, um, so if you're a first-time mum, right now, I don't know how many baby classes are on, or what, you know, what's available, what can mums do during this period? I mean, we, we're coming out of another lockdown, December 2nd. Do you know what kind of things can these mums do? I mean, going for a walk in the park, where can they find other mums and where can they, what can they do? So right now with the current lockdown, actually tomorrow we're publishing on kensingtonmums.co.uk our Christmas uh, uh, scoop, which includes yeah. over 10 activities that you can do with your little ones. Most of the childcare activities for youngs uh, are still uh, available uh, or either online or in class, depending on the location. So there are still quite a lot of things that you can um, I know that, uh, you know, uh, dancing is still available online uh, that you could do with your kids at the same time. <clears throat> uh, for meeting moms, this is the tricky part, especially if you're a first time mom. Uh, finding someone at this time, I find it, it will be hard. So the only recommendation that I would say is to join a Facebook group. So we also have a private Kensington Mom Facebook group okay. to join any forums. Uh, for you to connect, ask questions, so that you don't feel alone during this time. Especially during lockdown, a lot of first-time moms are feeling this isolation. And it's important to provide them with the support they need. If it's not face-to-face, -face, then online is the other way, is the other option. Okay, that's great, um, Dina, because we've had a lot of them. Um, I've you know, been speaking to some moms, and well, I've, got, I've got three children, so my little one is now one. So um, I've been through it with the other two, but even now during lockdown, I did feel the impact. Because I did have a routine with him. We would go to baby classes, I would go to Pilates. That was my break, um, but that all got obviously, we had to be yeah. at home. So I did find a range of online classes that I could do, but it is really important to get out there and get your daily exercise and get some fresh air. Um, so I, yeah, I've started something called Couch to 5K. I haven't done a 5K in a very, very long time. So this week I do, I'm on week four, so it takes nine weeks. And it is very, um, I mean, obviously if you do a 5K regularly, that sounds funny, but it's just that little bit of exercise that is, um, it really adds something to look forward to. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you was that, a lot of people, a lot of moms ask about resources around this time because libraries, you can't go to the library right now. You can order books online. Do you know of anywhere that's good for children or parents to access these kind of resources like, I don't know, subscription boxes or reading or activities that people can order um, home nothing, to do over Christmas? Nothing, nothing comes on top of my head right now, but I do know that there's a lot of subscription boxes for kids and also for moms that they receive on a regular basis, but I can't come up with the name right now. Okay. I, I, but they do exist i mean there's a lot of also ways that um uh I, I really can't remember the name but it was a subscription box that you get toys according to your baby's age and okay. you kind of rent them out so you get them for you know a few weeks and then you return them so it's a sustainable way of not buying so much toys and not buying so much plastic which i really like the concept of so um, I, yeah no, that's very interesting because um 
this whole sustainability um, talk, there's been a lot about it in schools as well. My kids come back talking about it. Um, so um, we are about to start a new um, company for Teton Vet, which is um, a sustainable family um, club. Um, and that's all talking about issues that range around sustainability. So it's not just recycling, it's also about self-care, well-being, what you're eating, where your food is coming from. Um, and um, during this time, it's allowed me to research all of this. And I think that's really important also for families to see where their food, where their, where their products and where, where they buy from and how they're being um, looked after. Um, I want to ask you another question. Kensington Mums has obviously grown to a very big network. What does the future lie? Do you think you will, you want to grow it further or you're quite happy with where it is? Because um, digitally you could do quite a lot. Um, how do you um, balance that and how do you focus? Uh, I would love for it to grow internationally. We do have a sister site in Lebanon called Mums in Beirut and we would love to have the potential in growing it, having different moms run it in different countries as well. So this would be, I think, an aim um, that I would love uh, to do eventually. And how big is your team? Do you have a, do you have a team or is it just you running it? No, I was, I was running it on my own. No, now I run it with my super mama team. Um, we are around seven or eight. Uh, working moms around our kids and because as you said it's an online platform it's, it's every, everything is done online digitally uh, it's very flexible so they are able to work around their family and around their kids and um, I want to ask you another question is that do you have an online community so for moms if they want to um, get in touch is it just the Facebook way they can get in touch so with they you. can get in touch with us in various ways. They can send us an email. Uh, we oh, have a brilliant. contact page on our website. Uh, we have a private Facebook uh, group where they can uh, share any questions or concerns or recommendations or even if they want to sell pre-loved items, they're able to do that on the, our private Facebook group. Um, oh, I do cool. also want to mention about sustainability. There's a lot of websites that are that have been set up by moms and ways to sell pre-loved uh, baby items. And these can be from push chairs to um, clothes, shoes. And again, that's a way of remaining sustainable also at the same time. Um, it was actually a mom who contacted me last week about her new uh, venture. So these are important things to consider. And it's always also important to support uh, working moms who are trying to make a difference in any way, shape or form. Um, Kensington Mums obviously does a lot of, you've done a lot of events over the years, but obviously during, because of the coronavirus, um, it's been a little bit hard. Which have been your favourite events? Maybe, I don't know, it's, it's hard to pick, but which ones um, have been your favourite speakers or events? Wow, we've done so many. We've done so many, it's hard to pick. So usually uh, we have Christmas fairs going on and okay. this year we're not doing one. Uh, around Mother's Day we usually have um, an afternoon tea for moms with inspirational speakers um, and we've had uh, amazing speakers join uh, from uh, Annabelle Carmel, I, we've also had Caprice Bourré, also a model and a mother who joined us in many of our events and who supported us. Um, I can't think of all the amazing speakers that we've had, but uh, we've had the privilege of working with amazing entrepreneurs, um, working moms. We've had events at uh, uh, Trotters, at Seraphine Maternity. Uh, we've worked with Decleor for pampering. We've done shopping experience with Lucy Choi. Um, uh, so a lot of a lot of things that we've done as a way to. Uh, meet and mingle with like-minded moms but also to feel alive and that's something important that's as very a important i think yeah. as moms we forget that our sort of our we kind of cut that bit off for ourselves but it really is important to have to make that kind of time and do things that we enjoy um so that's really good about the events and what do you have planned? do you have anything any events planned 
next year uh, we do have one starting tomorrow it's an online coffee morning as a way to support a, a local charity not local but a charity that provides healthy nutritious food for chil- less privileged children in the uk okay um and, and the topic is all about mental health and uh, corona fatigue which i think a lot of us have this kind of yeah a lot of us have tried, yeah and um it's interesting you talk about children and food. Um, during um, this whole coronavirus, especially me as a mum and I think many mums, we've all started to look towards our wellness, what we're eating, what the children are eating, uh, boosting their sort of immune system. Um, you talk about this charity. What is the charity called? Magic Breakfast. They're called Magic Breakfast. It's a UK national-wide um, charity and we chose it to make a difference in uh, in children's lives with everything going on and the uh, the children not being able to have uh, food i think it was something important for us to to support i found i found the whole uh, feeding when especially when my children were young um, really really difficult they were very fussy eaters um there were other mums where the kids would eat absolutely everything i don't know about your experience were your children good with eating and food and that was that almost a comparison all the time I'm thinking you know the other the other child six months my child six months my child so small doesn't eat anything but I think eventually over time I just learned not to make myself feel so guilty and just the child will eat what what they want and when they're hungry no for sure I think I mean we will always compare at some point but it's important to remind ourselves that every child is different and unique in, in their own ways some might have intolerance to something some might have allergies some might have digestive problems and that's why they don't like to try different foods but i think for like a first time to try and give them a variety of food and especially finger food that they can actually touch and mash and put it in their mouth because that's their first instinct is to basically stuff everything in their mouth and uh, and introduce different kinds of textures, fruit and vegetables as you start the weaning process. Um, you've obviously, over the, the nine years, have um, reviewed many places, activities for children to do. Um, for somebody, I don't know, visiting London, where would you, what are the favorite, where are your favorite places for children and children's activities? So pre-COVID, I would say our local museums in South Kensington were something amazing for yeah. any new mom of all ages because one, it's free to join, uh, you, it's free to enter, I mean, uh, from the Science Museum to the Natural History Museum to the VNA, they all offer various activities for kids that you can sign up to in advance. Uh, my favorite is the discovering the museum where they put a hat on and they go around and with a checklist where they need to investigate on different species. I don't know if you've done that, but they no, have no, it. No, no, I haven't. That sounds good. Okay, that's that's really fun to do. Um, our parks are a great way of exercise. You know, you can play outdoor yeah. when in summertime, have a walk in the park, play in Holland Park. There's designated play areas and swings for different age groups. And all of those ways are also ways to meet local mums because these are, you know, your local hangout uh, around Kensington. And this is where you you are most likely to meet um, with mums. My other one would be, again, pre-COVID would be local library. They had, um, you know, rhyme time session, story time session. And again, these are great ways to engage, um, you know, your little ones and also for your little ones to meet, to make friends before they start going to nursery or childcare. And um, what advice would you have for mums right now before we before we end our podcast? Um... Uh, my advice to any mom is uh, to remind yourself that you are unique in your own way, and so is your motherhood journey. Uh, try not to feel so guilty about taking time away for yourself to t- to make time to take care of yourself because. Uh, self-care is not uh, selfish it's a necessity and you need to be okay to be able to take care of your kids and sometimes it's okay not to be okay because we all all go through that and that's something we always say on our platform that it's okay not to feel okay 
but it's also okay to seek help or speak out whenever you actually are reaching burnout or hitting rock bottom or feeling exhausted and tired it's important to get the support you need um but so yeah no i agree i agree with you completely. i think it's very important to be vocal and not to keep those feelings um um inside i think uh, men are more um feel that guilt less um, i'm not sure whereas women we, we seem to um like feel these comparisons and guilt a lot more thank you so much dina for your time today um it's been lovely hearing your views Thank you, Sahar. I just want to also say something as a challenge yeah. that we came up with yesterday in our group yeah, sure. uh, for, for December as a way to support each other and stay fit. We're doing a plank challenge. So any mom can do a plank uh, for however long, because I won't even last a minute. I know that. But every, <laughs> but every day to try and do from the 1st of December, to try and do this plank challenge and to tag us at Kensington Moms on Instagram as a way to support each other and spread a bit of positive positivity around. So oh, I think yeah, I that's great. I'll that definitely be joining in. Yes, great. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Dina. Thank you, Sahar, for having me. Hi. Welcome to my podcast, Women Who Inspire. I'm Sahar Afeen. Becoming a mum is a new journey. No book can help you. It's your own journey with the support of other women around you. We hear about the sleepless nights and teething, but not about the shift in identity that comes with a journey. It's a psychological change which all women have to get through. It's challenging and rewarding at the same time. Finding other women to speak honestly about their journey is inspirational as it provides support to one another. Today we have Dina Maktabi, founder of Kensington Mums Network in London with over 40,000 women. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And congratulations, it's nine years today since setting up. Yes, exactly. We've uh, just celebrated our nine year milestone uh, thanks to our amazing community for their amazing support over the years. And when, when, how, what gave you sort of the motivation to set this up? And what is what is Kensington Mums? You know, for people that are listening, what what do you do? And what gave you initially? What gave you gave you the sort of the boost to start it? So Kensington Mum was created out of passion since I became a mum. I found my new role, I would also call it my new full-time job, uh, very challenging. And I did go through periods of postnatal depression with my firstborn. So when I had my second born, I didn't want to go through the same kind of motherhood journey again. And this is uh, how and why Kensington Mom was born, as a way to connect uh, me with other like-minded moms. And uh, I, I found that there was a lack in support, especially for moms and first-time moms in particular. So Kensington Moms is an online platform that helps you connect with other like-minded moms, share tips, information, and recommendations by moms, uh, run for moms. And we also have expert contributors uh, who give in their insight, be it uh, financial planning, sex education, uh, GPs, skincare, to sleepless nights and potty training. So we kind of cover all the aspects that come into motherhood. So if I'm a new mum, I would just go on the website um, and I'd find there a range of topics that I could look at. And the app, is, does that work similarly as well? That's just um, in sync with your website, is it? Yeah, so everything, Exactly. Everything we have um, on the website is also on the app. Uh, we also have a weekly newsletter, so it's free to subscribe and it's a free to join um, membership uh, to become a member of Kensington Moms. Recently, we launched uh, during the lockdown, actually, we launched the Kensington Mom VIP card. So this is um, a membership that you purchase for the year and you get to uh, shop and save online over 50 brands and businesses 
we did this as a way to support local businesses with the with the you know with their current situation everybody's struggling somehow and also to help moms save at the same time we have selected some amazing brands high street brands that you can use either in store not now with the lockdown but also online and it also has been great with the christmas shopping around the corner so a lot of moms have been making use of that yeah, no, I, I joined and it was it's really good because you've got a range, you've got all different categories. It's not just, you know, fashion, there's also um, different, you know, different, there's a range for everyone to shop on, which is a really, really good idea, especially to support local businesses. Um, and what I wanted to talk to you about is that obviously after having a baby, some women do suffer from postnatal depression. How did you get through that journey? Do you think it's important to talk to somebody or go straight to a counsellor? What, 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 from your experience, what would you do? So from my experience, it was actually my midwife who identified uh, the feelings that I was having, which was basically crying all the time. And uh, through her, uh, you know, through her support, her talking to me, she, she used to come home whenever there was some baby visits going on. And she pushed me to join in a few of the local uh, support groups for moms, uh, which were mostly uh, activities for kids. And that was a way for me to meet with other moms. So I did a local baby massage at the local NHS hospital, which was great because that went on, I think, for like eight weeks. And so you kind of create a bond with your child and also with moms who are going through the same thing as you with the same kind of age of your little one. But then after the eight weeks were gone, uh, this is where it hits like, what do I do now? So you've yeah, got yeah. your local library, what's next? So this is how Kensington Mom was kind of, um, you know, the spark started and that we want something there all the time. We want to go to the park. You want someone to go with you. And if you're like me, I was the first one from my group of friends to get married and to have kids at a young age. And so all my friends were still, you know, working, clubbing yeah, I, while yeah. I was, you know what I mean? So, and I was up instead of clubbing, breastfeeding. So <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of, it was kind of different, but um, I was happy to be able to find a few friends. Um, all of them have left London now, uh, but through them, you know, one led to another and to another. And London is very cosmopolitan country, yeah. very international. So our group and our community is very international from multinational, uh, multi-ethnicity. And this is what makes it so rich and, um, you know, niche in its own way. I felt like that because out of my friends, I was the first one to have children. So um, I remember turning up to one of the lunches with my friends and they didn't mean it in a mean way. They were like, oh, you've got so much with you. You've got the pusture, the baby bag. Do you need all of that? And I was like, yeah, but how am I going to carry the baby? I need the baby stuff in a bag as well. Um, and it was that understanding. You wanted to find people that understood your new life um, with, you know, with the baby and all the things that come with it. Um, I, I also feel that there's this mum guilt or comparison that we have in our culture, that we have to have everything perfect or we have to be like another mum, a mum who's working full time, can look after the children, can, you know, cook, clean, do everything. How do you think other mums can get over that comparison? Do you just let it disappear, ignore it? Oh, sorry, that's my little one. That's okay. Um, um, I think this is a, this is a very good question and a question I often get asked is on mom guilt. So for me, mom guilt, everyone, it's, it's something innate. I always say that mom guilt is something innate. It's something that we are born with since we become mothers. And yes, it might take time for it to go away. It took me 10 years, um, 10 years of neglecting myself to be <laughs> able to take care of my kids. And then once, you know, they're they're teenagers and they're able to take care of themselves and are more independent that's when i decided okay it's time for me to start looking after myself so without feeling guilty again it comes with this price tag of mom guilt and so it's important to take time off for yourself no matter what that is if it's you know a walk in the park to have a hot cup of tea in bed to watch your netflix series series uninterrupted 
having your hair done, your nails done, all that is different forms of self-care. So whatever it is that ticks your box, do it and try to do it as often as possible. I say, yes, I'm sorry. I say this, but for a first time mom, it it would be the hardest thing to make time for herself. If she's breastfeeding and she has no support. So again, you need to find your support system. If your mom is nearby, your neighbor, a friend who has kids, you can alternate between each other. You know, these things are your support network. If you do not have help uh, around or if you don't have family around, I didn't have family around. So I had to opt for friends, neighbors, you know, things that were able um, to make me feel comfortable. Because again, you need to feel comfortable that you're leaving your baby with someone. Yeah that you trust. I think that's really, really important, especially right now with the coronavirus. I think we've really felt um, the impact of it, I think, um, as families, because obviously, um, especially during the lockdown where we couldn't visit families or there were, you know, like your support system gets broken. How, um, and with the homeschooling as well, that's very, very challenging. And even now, if, you know, if, yours, if your class gets sent home and you go to quarantine for two weeks, how do you think, um, so for mums, that's really difficult if they're at home with the children, having to do the homeschooling. Um, what has been the feedback from your network during that period about homes, you know, balancing or homeschooling yourself, um, your work, um, your relationship? Um, what is the feedback from, from the mums? So I I think I speak on behalf of most moms and that homeschooling was not their thing and they were very happy when uh, when schools were open for their kids to go back. Uh, basically, because I also work from home, so <clears throat> having the kids at home, my husband at home, everyone at home, it was very challenging indeed. Uh, every corner was a mess, uh, you know, the kitchen was a complete mess but uh, we should always be grateful that we were home and we were safe at home and yeah. um, the, the juggle is real i mean it, it is hard to be able to juggle so many different uh, roles in one day at home what worked for us uh, to be honest during this time is we tried to make it a um, consecutive uh, very common thing every week and to have a family workout session that my daughter would would do and that kind of break a bit of the routine and got us all together and still kind of maintained our sanity through fitness instead of killing each other I mean so. yeah I know. <laughs> there were times like that coming back to self-care um so if you're a first-time mom right now I don't know how many baby classes are on or what you know what's available what can mums do during this period I mean, we're coming out of another lockdown, December the 2nd. Do you know what kind of things can these mums do? I mean, going for a walk in the park, where can they find other mums and where can they, what can they do? So right now with the current lockdown, actually tomorrow we're publishing on kensingtonmums.co.uk our Christmas uh, uh, scoop, which includes over 10 activities that you can do with your little ones. Most of the childcare activities for youngs uh, are still uh, available uh, or either online or in class depending on the location so there are still quite a lot of things that you can do um, I know that uh, you know uh, dancing is still available online uh, that you could do with your kids at the same time <clears throat> uh, for meeting moms this is the tricky part especially if you're a first-time mom uh, finding someone at this time, I find it, it will be hard. So the only recommendation that I would say is to join a Facebook group. So we also have a private Kensington Mom Facebook group okay. to join any forums uh, for you to connect, ask questions so that you don't feel alone during this time, especially during lockdown. A lot of first time moms are feeling this isolation and it's important to provide them with the support they need. If it's not face to face, then online is the other way, is the other option. Okay, that's great, um, Dina, because we've had a lot of them. Um, I've you know, been speaking to some mums and well, I've got, I've got three children, so my little one is now one. So um, I've been through it with the other two, but even now during lockdown, I did feel the impact. Because 
I did have a routine with him. We would go to baby classes, I would go to Pilates. That was my break. Um, but that all got, obviously, we had to be at yeah. home. So I did find a range of online classes that I could do. But it is really important to get out there and get your daily exercise and get some fresh air. Um, so I, yeah, I've started something called Couch to 5K. I haven't done a fair 5K in a very, very long time. So this week I do, I'm on week four, so it takes nine weeks. And it is very, um, I mean, obviously if you do a 5K regular, that sounds funny, but it's just that little bit of exercise that is, um, it really adds something to look forward to. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you was that a lot of people, a lot of moms ask about resources around this time because libraries, you can't go to the library right now. You can order books online. Do you know of anywhere that's good for children or parents to access these kind of resources like, I don't know, subscription boxes or reading or activities that people can order um, home nothing, to do over Christmas? Nothing, nothing comes on top of my head right now, but I do know that there's a lot of subscription boxes for kids and also for moms that they receive on a regular basis, but I can't come up with the name right now. but they do exist i mean there's a lot of also ways that um uh i I really can't remember the name but it was a subscription box that you get toys according to your baby's age and you kind of rent them out so you get them for you know a few weeks and then you return them so it's a sustainable way of not buying so much toys and not buying so much plastic which i really like the concept of so yeah, no, that's very interesting because um, this whole sustainability um, talk, there's been a lot about it in schools as well. My kids come back talking about it. Um, so um, we are about to start a new um, company, Petit and Vert, which is um, a sustainable family um, club. Um, and that's all talking about issues that range around sustainability. So it's not just recycling, it's also about self-care, well-being, what you're eating, where your food is coming from. Um, and um, during this time, it's allowed me to research all of this. And I think that's really important also for families to see where their food, where their where their products and where, where they buy from and how they're being um, looked after. Um, I want to ask you another question. Kensington Mums has obviously grown to a very big network. What does the future lie? Do you think you will, you want to grow it further or you're quite happy with where it is? Um, Because digitally you could do quite a lot. Um, How do you um, balance that and how do you focus? Uh, I would love for it to grow internationally. We do have a sister site in Lebanon called Mums in Beirut and we would love to have the potential in growing it, having different moms run it in different countries as well. So this would be, I think, an aim um, that I would love uh, to do eventually. And how big is your team? Do you have a, do you have a team or is it just you running it? No, I was, I was running it on my own. No, now I run it with my super mama team. Um, we are around seven or eight. Uh, working moms around our kids and because as you said it's an online platform it's it's everything is done online digitally Uh, it's very flexible so they are able to work around their family and around their kids and um, I want to ask you another question is that do you have an online community for moms if they want to um, get in touch is it just the Facebook way so they can get in touch with us in various ways they can send us an email Uh, we have a contact page on our website Uh, we have a private facebook uh, group where they can uh, share any questions or concerns or recommendations or even if they want to sell pre-loved items they're able to do that on our private facebook group Um, i do also want to mention about sustainability there's a lot of websites that are that have been set up by moms and ways to sell pre-loved baby items and these can be from push chairs to um, clothes shoes and again that's a way of remaining sustainable also at the same time um, it was actually a mom who contacted me last week about her new uh, venture so these are important things to consider and it's always also important to support uh, working moms who are trying to make a difference in any way shape or form um, Kensington Mums obviously does a lot of, you've done a lot of events over the years, but obviously during, because of the coronavirus, um, it's been a little bit hard. Which have been your favourite events? Maybe, I don't know, it's, it's hard to pick, but which ones um, 
been your favorite speakers or events? Wow, we've done so many. We've done so many, it's hard to pick. So usually uh, we have Christmas fairs going on. And okay. this year we're not doing one. Uh, around Mother's Day, we usually have um, an afternoon tea for moms with inspirational speakers. Um, and we've had uh, amazing speakers join uh, from uh, Annabelle Carmel. I, we've also had Caprice Bourré, also a model and a mother who joined us in many of our events and who supported us. Um, I can't think of all the amazing speakers that we've had, but uh, we've had the privilege of working with amazing entrepreneurs, um, working moms. We've had events at uh, uh, Trotters, at Serafine Maternity. Uh, we've worked with Decleor for pampering. We've done shopping experience with Lucy Choi. Um, uh, so a lot of a lot of things that we've done as a way to. Uh, meet and mingle with like-minded moms but also to feel alive and that's something important that's as very a important i think yeah. as moms we forget that our sort of our we kind of cut that bit off for ourselves but it really is important to have to make that kind of time and do things that we enjoy um so that's really good about the events and what do you have and do you have anything any events planned next year uh, we do have one starting tomorrow it's an online coffee morning as a way to support a, a local charity not local but a charity that provides healthy nutritious food for less privileged children in the uk okay um and, and the topic is all about mental health and uh, corona fatigue which i think a lot of us have this kind of yeah a lot of us are tired yes and um, it's interesting you talk about children and food. Um, during um, this whole coronavirus, especially me as a mum and I think many mums, we've all started to look towards our wellness, what we're eating, what the children are eating, uh, boosting their sort of immune system. Um, you talk about this charity. What is the charity called? Magic Breakfast. They're called Magic Breakfast. It's a UK national wide um, charity and we chose it to make a difference in, uh, in children's lives with everything going on and the uh, the children not being able to have uh, food i think it was something important for us to to support i found i found the whole uh, feeding when especially when my children were young um, really really difficult they were very fussy eaters um there were other mums where the kids would eat absolutely everything i don't know about your experience were your children good with eating and food and that was that almost that comparison all the time I'm thinking you know the other the other child six months my child six months my child so small doesn't eat anything but I think eventually over time I just learned not to make myself feel so guilty and just the child will eat what what they want and when they're hungry no for sure I think I mean we, we will always compare at some point but it's important to remind ourselves that every child is different and unique in, in their own ways some might have intolerance to something, some might have allergies, some might have digestive problems and that's why they don't like to try different foods. But I think for like a first time, my advice would be to try and give them a variety of food and especially finger food that they can actually touch and mash and put it in their mouth because that's their first instinct is to basically stuff everything in their mouth. and. Uh, and introduce different kinds of textures, fruit and vegetables as you start the weaning process. Um, you've obviously, over the, the nine years, have um, reviewed many places, activities for children to do. Um, for somebody, I don't know, visiting London, where would you, what are the favorite, where are your favorite places for children and children's activities? So pre-COVID, I would say our local museums in South Kensington were something amazing for yeah. any new mom of all ages because one, it's free to join, uh, you, it's free to enter, I mean, uh, from the Science Museum to the Natural History Museum to the VNA, they all offer various activities for kids that you can sign up to in advance. Uh, my favorite is the discovering the museum where they put a hat on and they go around and with a checklist where they need to investigate on different species. I don't know if you've done that, but they no, have no, it. No, no, I haven't. That sounds good. Okay, that's, that's really fun to do. Um, our parks are a great way of exercise. You know, you can play outdoor yeah. when in summertime, have a walk in the park, play in Holland Park. There's designated play areas and swings for different age groups. 
and all of those ways are also ways to meet local moms because these are you know your local hangout uh, around Kensington and this is where you, you are most likely to meet um, with moms my other one would be again pre-covid would be local library they had um, you know rhyme time session story time session and again these are great ways to engage um, you know your little ones and also for your little ones to meet to make friends before they start going to nursery or childcare. And um, what advice would you have for mums right now before we before we end our podcast? Um... Uh, my advice to any mom is uh, to remind yourself that you are unique in your own way, and so is your motherhood journey. Uh, try not to feel so guilty about taking time away for yourself to t- to make time to take care of yourself because. Uh, self-care is not uh, selfish it's a necessity and you need to be okay to be able to take care of your kids and sometimes it's okay not to be okay because we all all go through that and that's something we always say on our platform that it's okay not to feel okay but it's also okay to seek help or speak out whenever you actually are reaching burnout or hitting rock bottom or feeling exhausted and tired. It's important to get the support you need. Um, but so yeah, no, I agree, I agree with you completely. I think it's very important to be vocal and not to keep those feelings um, um, inside. I think uh, men are more um, feel that guilt less. Um, I'm not sure, whereas women, we, we seem to um, like feel these comparisons and guilt a lot more. Thank you so much, Dina, for your time today. Um, it's been lovely hearing your views. Thank you, Sahar. I just want to also say something as a challenge yeah. that we came up with yesterday in our group yeah, sure. uh, for, for December as a way to support each other and stay fit. We're doing a plank challenge. So any mom can do a plank uh for however long because i won't even last a minute i know that but every (laughs) but every day to try and do from the first of december to try and do this plank challenge and to tag us at kensington moms on instagram as a way to support each other and spread a bit of positive positivity around so i think yeah that's great i'll definitely be joining in yes great thank you thanks a lot dina thank you sahar for having me